Hey everyone, uh, Jordan here. So look, this is a little programming note um, that we're adding on to this episode because we actually recorded this, I don't know, weeks and weeks ago before we knew anybody was going to be uh, listening to this show. So we thought we'd put on a little note here to just say, first of all, fucking thanks for listening. The response has been way more than I think any of us anticipated. And we're pretty fucking stoked about that. But in the end, it's not really that surprising because No Means No has always had a really passionate fan base. So we're stoked to give you guys something else to be excited about, hopefully. And hopefully you'll keep listening. If you do like the show, you like this episode coming up where we first start to kill your babies with the different uh, songs <laughs> to be sent into the graveyard, um, then spread it around. Tell other folks that you know who loves No Means No. Uh, your babies. God, Give us a review. I, I, listen, I've heard this on every podcast I've ever listened to. They say, oh, give us a review, rate us. And I'm always like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I never do. So I don't blame you if you don't. But it really does help us. It helps the podcast spread around, get in front of more eyes. And frankly, that's not about us. It's a, to me anyway. It's about getting the band uh, more, more exposure, right? I, getting this out in front of more fans who maybe aren't on the Facebook group. Exactly. Or Absolutely. wherever else they're hearing about it. Absolutely. So, this podcast is your podcast in a way, right? All of you fans, this is the, you're, we're doing it for you because we the, are you. The people's we're, we're choice. We're super fans. Exactly. The people's choice. But really, it's just a Coke fucking, commercial. We'd but, like exactly. to teach it's, the it, world it, to sing. It's to really sing. great to get all your feedback and uh, especially when uh, it's people because uh, I think uh, Jordan and I at least have, have listened to a lot of podcasts in the past. So when we hear that, you know, this is the first time you've listened to a podcast. That's that's oh, cool yeah. on its own, and uh, to to it's it's very difficult not to to dig into the metrics and look at the cool little color coded map and see how many countries we've been downloaded in, which is thirty nine countries. It's thirty one, I think. Thirty one. Okay. Thirty one. There are some unknowns, so you know, uh, San Tome <laughs> in Principe and Equatorial Guinea just uh, don't really show up. But Vietnam did. That's that was not expected. Um, I have a friend in Arkansas. And I can I can bug him because I can know I can look at it and say hey Ooh. hey there's you a, at, no downloads in Arkansas no you were not in class today yeah. so all that to say fucking thank you and yeah. we hope you keep listening and continue to reach out to us we love it we love to hear more about it I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about the choices we make in the upcoming episodes about what we're pushing through. A lot of you have reached out. You know, some of you are willing to come on the show. We're planning to do interviews at some point. All of that, you know, stay tuned because mm -hmm. all of that's all of that's growing as the podcast grows. Um, but super grateful for you guys. And anyway, uh, I think we've probably said enough about that. So well, I, I was going to say that because I like how the thing is broken down. I'm very excited to to see Australia. You know, New South Wales, cool. Victoria, well. Victoria. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that we have two listeners in Tasmania just Hell makes yeah. me really excited. Very excited. Hi. No Hello, kidding. Tasmanians. No and kidding. I, I did forget that actually the most important point was one of the main reasons I even wanted to say this without, you know, just all the effusive praise. We're releasing <laughs> this episode you're hearing now early. Uh, we're planning on being an every other week podcast. We've got busy lives. It's probably about all we'll be able to do. But we have some in the can, and the response was so uh, excellent, and took us took us off guard that we figured, hey man, let's let's get some more episodes out to you guys quick. Well, so we this one, when I get the hook into you deep, that's first right. one's free, man. First one's free. First one's always free. <laughs> first one's always free. And then uh, we might release another one early next week. We'll see. Um, you can let us know if you want us to, right? 
uh, give us some feedback on that front. But in any event, I think you've heard enough of us jawing. This is already a four-minute intro. Oh, wait. But, yeah, uh, hit, hit us I, back on all the, the, the social medias and social plagues and all and that social kind of plagues, shit. Social plagues, all that I, crap. I, yep. I have some things to say. Uh-oh. God I have it. three things to say. Here we go. Number one and most important, you all will hear a terrible thing that I said on a podcast. I said the wrong term. And it and it's been keeping me up at my at night. It has and, literally and, been and, keeping uh, her up at yes, night. Yes, yes, with some Guinness, and I said tricord instead of tritone. So Jesus I don't want any bullshit. I know I don't want any bullshit. I meant tritone. That is a musical term. That is tricord, but it means something completely different. So I you don't know, want any like honestly, music theory geeks. Honestly, I'm glad you shit. said something. I'm so glad you said something because that was about to be it for the podcast for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank fucking God, man. At least you're a little self-aware. Makes up for it. I am. I, 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 and the other thing I want to mention is is I got a whole – I name-dropped somebody on one of our episodes or one of – it was the second one we released, the one where we found – we told everybody how we heard about them. And, and I name-dropped the guy – Got a hold of him in the meantime recently, told him about this podcast. He like shits his pants, puts it up on his page. And one of his friends was pissed that I didn't mention the band he was in at the time. All right. (laughs) So goddamn Dave Reynolds of Squid. All right, buddy. There we go. You got your 15 minutes of fame, Dave Reynolds. Dave Reynolds of Squid. 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 All All right, everybody. You've listened to us jammer on long enough. Uh, next episode that you're hearing coming into your ears is all about the music. So enjoy and uh, can't wait to hear from you. Are you getting what Hello, you welcome want? to No Means No Thing podcast dedicated to that impossible task determining the best no means no song of all time i'm jordan i'm joined in this continuing fool's errand by my two co-hosts I'm Matthew. Oh, sorry, <laughs> did I... of course we did one at a time i'm sorry excuse me <laughs> i'm Matthew. Ladies first ladies first go. i'm michelle all right all right, I, th- I think we've got the idea now. So after that very smooth, elegant introduction, mm-hmm. we get to talk about music, guys. We actually finally get to talk about some songs. So we've got four songs to talk about this week. And as we talked about in the last episode, these were random pulls um, out of the catalog as we saw fit to, uh, as uh, Matthew mostly saw fit and uh, with discussions to arrange it. And they're strange. They're strange. So our first pair up is going to be two songs of the post Andy era. Um, we've got my politics, which is off Worldhood of the world that was released in 1995. And we've got youth, which was off of the LP of dance of the Head- headless bourgeoisie and wasn't released on to the CD in a CD version of this until Southern re-released it in, I think 2007, 2010, something like that. So, Unless you had the LP or had friends that could get you copies early on in 98, these songs weren't even known by every No Means No fan. I was lucky enough to, to, to hear those, to hear it at that point, I think. But So this is our first pairing. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about the second pairing once we get through this one. But um, we're going to each kind of take a run at talking about each of these songs. 
and uh, and then we'll see which one we push through and and see if any minds get changed. But b- before we do that, uh, I have a question. I don't want either of you to actually answer, but I want you to answer in either the affirmative or the negative. Do both of you have in mind on your own what the best song will be at the end of this run? Without telling me what it is, do you have any idea of what your favorite? Yeah, what your favorite "No Means No" song is? Oh, that, I know, I know what mine is. Good. Good. I'm not how, sure. How about you, I'm not sure uh, because I'm not sure how the the pairings will go. You know, um, and I don't know whether we're gonna get through all of them or whether you know every uh, every uh, song is end up gonna end up. We didn't actually count them. How how many no. songs are there? Uh, how long it's going to take to do uh, all of the pairings. So, uh, yeah, it really... But, but outside yeah. of pairings, yeah. do you have a favorite No Means No song of all time? Uh, yeah, I'd say I probably do. All right, good. So keep it in your mental box, yeah. in that mm-hmm. fake uh, virtual envelope, and we'll see at the end, uh, yes. uh, yeah, if, if if any one of our favorites comes out the other side. Yeah. All right, so let's... Yeah, no, exactly. So let's uh, let's dive right into it. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna talk about my, my politics, and um, right now is where I am in the future, inserting a clip that you guys can hear of this song, um, and then uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start uh, talking about it. pull up my notes here because i've taken notes guys my politics so this song uh this album this this, this is the first post andy uh no that's not true mr happy was this is the first tom halston album right um worldhood and i really love that album it's not the one i always put at the top of my list necessarily but this song's really interesting it's it's to me it's a kind of weirdly succinct statement of that part of their music that uh, can seem really misanthropic. It's this sort of great deep acknowledgement of the, you know, sort of inherent violence of the human experience. And you kind of hear that thread through a lot of no means no songs. And uh, this is a real succinct statement of that. Sometimes almost a little bit too succinct, succinct, not succinct. That's a great word. <laughs> uh, succinct. Um, and I don't know. I feel like it's kind of in the mode of, of really g- describing the, the basic ground of the pain of just being a human being. Um, and I, 
while it's really always a mistake to try to ground No Means No songs in anything sort of topical, considering especially how old this was, outside of just politics being weird, it really feels sort of salient to the fucking moment of every of, of everything sort of breaking down and distrust and hatred of the other side being really prevalent and seems to be, uh, I won't say prescient, because what they're talking about is just human nature, but um, really incisive and and dark and fucking super gritty. It's also just hella punk. I mean, especially considering what we're putting it up against. Um, I I really like it. I think this is one of the songs on that album that has always really gotten to me, especially the fact that it's got these two halves, right? This first half, which is really driving and it's got that Rob just fucking, he's belting it out in his most cynical misanthropic growl. And then you get this great fucking disco break and the whole song sort of changes and it's, it's, you know, broken up into these two halves. And that second half for me is absolutely uh, essential no means no and phenomenal and i think it has a the, I'll, I'll end with what i think is one of my favorite lyrics in this in this song that is sort of a again a synthesis of their misanthropic strain which is uh what is the bitter explanation for the violence of my indignation well it's as plain as the nose on my face i'm a member of the human race right just yeah it's fucking the nature of being a human being is Violence, anger, and hatred, or at least part of the nature of being a human being. Fear, and, anger, uh, material, honest- and hatred? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just the honesty and just sincerity with which Rob, with which Rob can sing uh, such brutality is kind of unmatched. I don't know. I mean, you take your keep your death metal growl for all I'm concerned. This guy gets across more in the tone of his voice and the way he puts those lyrics across than anyone I've ever, uh, anyone I've ever heard. All right. So that's what I want to say about this song. So, um, Matthew, why don't you give us your thoughts? Okay. <clears throat> For me, I think it's, um, it was kind of almost a relief cause uh, I mean, I love Mr. Happy, but, uh, at the time I, you know, after Andy left the band, um, Mr. Happy was all Rob all the time. And I, I feel like maybe there was a bit more of a mitigating influence, um, even if that was a total rob. Um, he didn't have to do everything. And maybe this is a bit of a return to form or a little bit. This particular song reminds me a little bit more of stuff off of zero plus two equals one. But then with the, the extreme robness of Mr. Happy. And uh, I, I didn't really think as much about the, the subject matter um, as I did about the song itself. Uh, and I, I don't have, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a drummer, but I don't really have a lot of musical terminology, so I can't really talk about song parts as much as Michelle probably can. Um, I like the contrast. Uh, I mean, it's knits together so many different styles and like some really, really driving parts. And then, you know, the, the sort of dancey bit in the middle that you, know, you sort of shows up on zero plus two equals one a little bit more. And it's even got that right. dub, like dub section. Um, and while you sort of expect dub and ska to be a little more happy, I don't know. It's, it's still dark. <laughs> so I, I really like that contrast. I really like the drumming in this, uh, in the song. I mean, this more than many others, I think it just gives, uh, John the opportunity to show how many different styles he can play. Um, and I like, I like Rob's voice in this. 
um, because it he's got this incredible like growl. And uh, I think this must have been right around when he had problems with his his vocal cords, because mm. uh, there's some some really strange stuff going on. And then he's got a, his of course his talk singing action, which is always uh, the storyteller. Uh, I think the German word is a uh, Sprechgesang, uh, talk singing. Um, so that's like that's interesting Schneider. too. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Fred Schneider's known for that. Yeah, that's mm. right. From the B fifty twos, yeah, yeah. Which BP uses a much darker band than though they're giving credit for. Like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that. Um, yeah, then there's just like that Wawa air check section and just so much humor mixed in with the darkness. So this yeah. is really a pretty quintessential uh, No Means No song. Yeah. And uh, it really is of the time and from the album that it's on. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, about all I want to say about that. How about you, Michelle? Oh, wow. This is cool. This is cool. Um, this album was the uh, the first time I saw No Means No in New York with um, Alice Donut. And I, I've got the flyer for it in the other room. Nice. Uh, when I, Oh, my God. That was, if I could go back to that day, I would do it in a heartbeat because that was just the most epic period of my life personally. And to open up the village voice and see that no means no was coming to, to tramps was just like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm finally going to see him. I'm going to, you know, you know, I've only seen him in pictures and that's when the internet came out. And yeah, this was in 1995. Um, so this song, I, I, I might be a little bit different in thought from you guys, because I, 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 I don't listen so much to lyrics. I listen to music. So this song, um, I, I do like aspects of it. Um, my favorite part of it definitely is the chorus. The this is it part, uh, you know, Rob's out of his mind, and and he he sounds like he's you know he's, <laughs> he's rabid. I, I love it. I, I could just I would love to look in the sound booth and see him just barking this out. That would just kill me. And, and as far as the little disco interlude, guys, I, I don't know, man. It was kind of embarrassing. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, it didn't do much for me. It was just kind of, what the, the fuck? Okay, Tom, have at it. Use your flex pedals if you want to. And, uh, you know, it's 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 an upbeat song. And, and once in a while when I do kind of hone in on the, on the lyrics, which, which I really, really should do more often. I mean, shame on me. I know that's half or more than half of a song. I'm just out of practice of it, really. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, if you're going to talk about what you believe in and what you think is right, and he's, he's certainly belting it out and letting every, everybody knows how he feels. So I don't know if I personally would mark this as a, you know, quintessential did i say that word right no no means yep. no song, but it's it's definitely a, a rob uh you know party and 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 it's great it's it's uh it's it does justice for him and all of his feelings and whatnot i don't know i'm not describing it right but um yeah the disco interlude i'm, I'm gonna do a thumbs down on that guy <laughs> 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 it was just too uh i don't know it's like the dating game or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do love Rob's voice in that and how he's just laying it down. I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. And, and the ending, isn't that just a, is there a, Oh, my leg at the ending? Cause that, that's, no, a, that's, I, that, 
I don't know. Else, but yeah, I, I, but it's, I don't know. It's great. I, I always look for the ooh my legs. So I, I whenever that comes up, that song will get my vote because that kills me. But <laughs> I, I, I do like that song. It, it's 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 cool. It's not one of my favorites, but it's cool. So that's that's my my thoughts. Yeah, nice. I, I, I might right. I might like it as much because I know when it's ending, it's uh, that it's leading into Lost. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I. Yeah. It, before we move on for the song, musically, one of the things I love about the song is it seems to start mid-anthem. Like, it, I just love the way that the song starts like it's the middle, yeah. like, peak yeah. of another song. And <laughs> another thing. Full, yeah. Full fucking force. No yeah. lead up, no crescendo. It's just yeah. a high crescendo just to start yeah. off with, yeah. which I just fucking love. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's go into this the second, uh, its competitor, and that's Youth which is off of uh, Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie. It's towards the end. Uh, song 11, I think. Um, all right, so we'll hear a little bit of clip from that. talk about it so man could not be a bare contrast sort of this song is i mean there are other songs like this that um that no means snow's done i love this song absolutely adore i was just talking to my son downstairs trying to see which of these he'd put through and he without hesitation was like oh youth without question are you kidding me forget it and i don't know that i agree we'll see about that but um i love the baseline on this i love how the, the storytelling in this and how fucking mythical it is. I mean, this is Rob doing Homer's Odyssey basically in a pop prog punk song. It's, it's beautiful. The way the lyrics start from this really archetypical mythical city of youth that is all of us and all of this imagery that he uses to paint that picture in this really kind of these using these ancient archaic yet um, really I keep using the word archetypal, but they are these symbols and then slowly leads out this youthful hero in a journey across the sea until he confronts the King and, you know, ends up in death, right? He paints the entire picture. And then these beautiful little interstitials uh, of the lyrics of see all of them dream and how his vocal quality, the musical quality and the way it changes the entire song is just these beautiful interstitials that point to that other current in life. It's one of those songs that can seem kind of fruity and basic on the top, but it's really, I like it when Rob gets really, uh, it lyrically when he gets, 
gets this symbolical and tells stories like this and, and isn't following sort of that typical strain, that typical sort of dark, no means no strain. Um, I find actually there was more of that later in those like tour EPs, especially lyrically. It, it kind of reminded me of that, but I, I really love this song. I think it's, it's, it's the shits. Hmm. All right. How about you, Matthew? Uh, it's, not one I really got to know well because of uh, what you described earlier. I I, I got the CD. Uh, I only had access to the LP at the uh, uh, CFUV, the radio station where I was uh, doing a show. So um, I didn't get to know it very well. Um, and I didn't uh, sort of have access to it until I actually bought the, the re-release. And uh, of course, I bought the re-release as much for the, uh, the corrected cover art because uh, the original release of... Um, of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie had the wrong panel or the not, <laughs> the, the not intended panel uh, as the cover and the cover was on the back. So uh, mm. I actually have both, both copies, both CDs, not that I ever listen to CDs anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I never really got to know this song and it doesn't, because it's so major chordy, um, it, uh, it doesn't feel as no means snowy as I, as I like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really fit in on the album for me and uh, it feels a little unfinished to me. Like it could have been maybe tightened up a little bit. And uh, you know, Rob tells great stories, but I think I connect more with uh, actually I was going to mention in my politics where he's, or uh, you know, we're going to talk about disappear later where he's actually sort of a telling a story and kind of inhabiting a character yeah, where you can almost sure. see that it's it's part of him that he's talking about. Whereas um, youth, it's like he's an observer, and it's a little less familiar to me somehow. Um, kind of just feels like a it feels like a, a bit of a B side for me. And um, in terms of the the imagery, I mean, it's really rich and everything like that. But um, <clears throat> there's actually a song by uh, another band who are huge No Means No fans uh, called The Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. And on their most recent album, there's a song called The Island. And actually, there's a lot of crossover in my head, the mental imagery between youth and the island. And the island is much darker and scarier and kind of what I would have maybe wanted from a No Means No song. So yeah, maybe I'll uh, link you guys to that song later just to see what you think, because it's, it's definitely an homage to No Means No. Nice. All right, how about you, Michelle? Oh, very cool. I'm definitely with... Uh... Matthew on 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 his feelings about it. For me, it's just a little too upbeat. And 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 again, I got opal. I might get booted from this podcast, but I just don't listen to lyrics that much, man. It's all right, man. Well, well, ah, I don't know, but I, I, you know, I understand and I, I hear what he's talking about. I'm just not listening. <laughs> that, that, right. That's a shitty thing to say, but. You know, again, I'm just focused on the music. It's upbeat, you know, and and it just feels like you're on a horsey ride. And it's just, I don't know. It's 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 sincere and sweet, but it's not the no means no that I think of when I say that name. You know, I I it's uh, I I don't have a lot to say about it. It's uh, something I don't have a lot. I sound like you know. Robin Gibb on the Barry Gibb talk show right now. <laughs> I don't know if you know about that skit, <laughs> that Saturday Night Live skit where they ask him if he's got anything to say. No, I, 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 
I guess I should stop there. I'm just digging myself in deeper. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it sort of feels like we've got an easy vote ahead of us here, really. We've got a what? An easy vote ahead of us here on this one. Maybe so. Yeah. One thing which I noticed, uh, wrote in my little notes here, is uh, you don't hear a lot of ska influence on No Means No songs. There's there's a few, um, but both of those songs have like a ska dub thing going on at some point, which is an interesting yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pull any random No Means No song, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It chose two that had that element in them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Let's get this out of the way. Let's do the vote here. For me, this is not actually that tough of a choice. Um, so I, I like youth, but like you guys, like it doesn't have the, it doesn't kit me in the guts like the good, the best of the No Means No songs do for me. It's not one that I seek out all the time. I enjoy it well enough, but I would absolutely agree with what you guys have said. And why, while my politics also isn't necessarily the top of my list in if I'm putting together lists, it's certainly more quintessential as we've thrown that word around. It, it contains um, a real essence that that youth doesn't. So for me, for sure, my politics goes through. How about uh, how about you, Matthew? Yeah, I think I uh, got to give it to my politics. Uh, youth, I just uh, I don't know whether it was the time or the song or um, just kind of never connected with it. Uh, and uh, it's certainly um my politics, I wouldn't say it's in my top 10, but uh, youth is even further away from the top 10. <laughs> and, and Michelle, so it's already it's already my politics going through, but what's your vote? Well, I think I'll, 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 I'll third that. I, I will nice. definitely pick my politics for sure. We're unanimous. All right. Well, the first vote in everybody, right we're now. unanimous. Yep. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Even with the disco break. Even right. with the disco break. All right. Well, it's time to introduce our next pairing. Um, and these songs are Disappear, another off of uh, Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie. Uh, and then Baldwing Must Die, which when I first ran this scene, I saw that come up. It was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that song's going to be in there. And we even we'll talk about it in a little bit. I'll let Matthew talk about it more. But there was even some talk about should should this even be here? Isn't this like infamous scientists or well, show business giants? I, I kind of brought that up with you when it came up, and you're right. It, it is yeah. a canonical, no means no release. It is. One da- so I didn't even talk about what it's on. Yeah. It's and on I, One Down, Two to Go. It's One Down, Two to Go. And, you know, there's a Swell Prod song on that uh, album, but, and there's a Hanson Brothers song on that album, but uh, Baldwin Must Die is attributed to No Means No on that, or it isn't attributed to anyone else anyway. Anyone else. Right. That's right. So, so we decided so to do it, and because it is, um, it's a very interesting place to start for our first. It is uh, like music discussion show. Yep, it is, and uh, fortunately for me, Michelle gets to be the first one to talk about these pairings. So, Michelle, Why do you, you want to? Uh, that it's me. Because I have to start talking about Baldwin first. So, um, oh. <laughs> start talking about disappear. Why don't you tell us what you think of that one? Well, oh, wait, before, first of all, before I do that, uh, oh, before you do it, we're going to play a little clip for everybody of Disappear. I'm just trying to disappear, 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 disappear. Oh, nobody went for a walk in the rain. I'm in my boots and my walking cane. The cane 
Okay, me hit it. Okay. Also, I want I want to know if you're gonna put in like some family feud, like ding dings and because uh, I, I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, probably. Price is right. We we could find a good yay and nay sound game show. Sound. <laughs> Um, okay, so Baldwin, I, I I I like it because no 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 nope, nope hold on we're talking we'll start with disappear first huh disappear is the first song we're talking about oh, we're talking about disappear oh yeah, and then Baldwin oh okay okay so I'm sorry uh, the disappear uh, it's it's another upbeat one that just is not uh, wet lettuce really I, I I hate saying it about them but I. I you know, and I tend when I hear this, I do tend to focus more on John because the guitar and the bass are are just kind of playing a, a simple song, and as uh, you know, I, I I just my ear just goes to John to listen if he's doing anything crazy, and um, I think I should stop there. This is terrible. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not That's all right. So no, 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 it's good. It's the, so I'll pick up from you, and that we're we're finding these songs that you're not connecting with in the beginning. They're going to be there, right? We just happen to randomly find the random number generated. Gods found the songs that that don't hit you. Yeah. Okay. And I can understand that because musically, this is super fucking straightforward. This song, mm, there's really mm-hmm. not a lot in there that is mm-hmm. that is. Uh, I mean, no means no is incredibly heroic musically usually and in many instances and this is one of those songs that's not and and frankly i've bounced off this song many times when it was first there's a few songs on this album that especially in the early days of me listening to it were skips for me i'd be like yeah i don't i i like it all right but man skip it this Mm. was definitely one of those but there was a point where i really said okay i i can't do that to no means no song it's not fair where i'd stop and really listen to it and it really fucking got under my skin and it's because Matthew, what you talked about before, this is a story that Rob tells really fucking well. And he really gets into this character and it is really fucking intriguing. This is a story and and this is totally wrong. It's my take. But, you know, this is this is that human being who wants to just fucking disappear from the world. And in the end, he hangs himself. He's done. And I, 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 I think it ends with the guy hanging himself from a tree. Right. That's very literal interpretation, but the way that Rob puts those lyrics of, you know, the boots they found hanging from a tree and the, no, the, the cane they found hanging from a tree and those boots will never walk home or walk back to me. Huh. It's everything's leading up to this character taking the way out, take, take, huh. taking himself out. And the way that it leads to that, the way that it leads to this, the, the joy of someone who wants to leave the world in their in, in, in how fucking sick of it they are in an, an almost like this joy of what it is going to be to just get the fuck away from everything mm-hmm. is intensely dark, but the way he sings it is so uh, joyous. It's, it's that, it's that sort of dichotomy that I uh, Rob's one of the only people I've ever known who can communicate both of those things simultaneously at the same time. And the story he tells and the ways he tells it, I think it wouldn't work would it put were it put to one of their more musically heroic songs? I think it it works because it's a more straightforward sort of rhythm and blues straight shot. Um, so in this case, I think that's not a cop out on their part. It feels really feel really intentional, I and I really I, I really like. It now. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I you you've like switched it around for me. Where I think I need to give it another chance and just see the irony in it. You know, maybe I'm yeah. being a jerk about it. 
Well, yeah, no, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, <laughs> no, I, I kind of want to have another listen. Hmm. What, what about you, Matthew? What do you think of this song? Um, well, this album came out, um, was it 98? Yeah, yeah 98. Yeah, not not a good time in in my life. And uh, I had uh, kind of lost interest in, in a lot of the music. The, my, my musical tastes were changing. So, you know, Oh No Means No album. So I wasn't as excited as I might have been. And uh, so it took a while. It took a while to come back to this this album. And I, I agree with what you guys say. I mean, it is straightforward. It's pretty much just a, a blues song. Um, I do like the fact that there's, uh, some, you know, playfulness and, uh, there's some piano in it at one point. Um, right. I think I might've been more into the music if the song were a little shorter, cause it is a bit repetitive, but then, um, again, uh, you know, back before the, the internet and, and everything like that and, um, how easy things became to get music became to get. So right around then that this album came out, I used to obsessively pour over No Means No songs. And I never did that with this album in terms of getting to know the lyrics and everything. So uh, in kind of reacquainting myself with this um, a little more intimately, you know, reading reading the lyrics, I like the song better. Um, and it's it's got sort of, again, yeah, like you said, the inhabiting a character. And uh, I hadn't really thought about the the suicide angle because it's, it is so joyous. You know, it's, it's somebody who gets what they want and that maybe there can be joy in uh, an end or, you know, it's, uh, he's not far off, but he's nowhere near. Doesn't mean he isn't somewhere. Mm. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I kind of like it. I, I did like the fact that, uh, you know, there's that sort of uh, in joke echo. There is an Uma leg in this song. So <laughs> that, that sort of uh, ticks, ticks a box for me. Um, and then of course the sort of, polarity and opposites that uh, that uh, Rob plays with so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not uh not a favorite, but uh certainly climbed out from where it started for me. Nice. Well, let's move on to this exceptionally weird song, Baldwin Must Die. Here's a little clip of that. Michelle, lead us in. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> like it because it's weird. And and it was so weird where I paid very much attention to it just because, you know, obviously there weren't a lot of lyrics in it, but I, I don't know, it, was, it, it gave me the creeps a little bit. And I like it when music does that to me. And the, this, this, this echoey kind of thing and the high-pitched voices, it was, it's cool. So I... Uh, I like it for its historical aspect. And what 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 did you say that was from? Was that an infamous scientist song? See, I don't even think I knew that. I'll, I'll give I, you a little I, bit of a breakdown. Yeah, Matthew, yeah, no, I'm excited to hear this. Because I always thought it was weird, but it was a nice little thing to put in between two of their songs to be like, now now let's hear a word from our, you know, 
monsters. <laughs> and it was like, oh, what the hell? Was you know, so I, I appreciated it. I appreciated it for what it was because it was weird. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear about the, the story behind it. So. Yeah, me too. I won't say much about it because I don't have much to say about it. So I, <laughs> I like it. I think I, I enjoy it as a curiosity. I think it's really well engineered and it's really fun to just listen to because it's got a lot of layers to it. Um, but it's an interstitial to me. It's, it's something that comes between something else on its own. I don't, it doesn't have any life for me on its own. So yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it because I don't, it doesn't, it just doesn't speak to me. Although I do, I think it's fucking hilarious and I think it's really well put together. It's just, uh, I, I look around inside and it doesn't resonate with anything. Right. I don't, I don't have any parts that go like, Oh yeah, that it's what's that? N nothing. It's just something I can go like, yeah, that's a, That's one of those crazy fucking things those kids did way back then. Look at that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. I I'm looking forward to hear what Matthew has to say about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised when it came up because it isn't, it's, it's technically a cover. <laughs> Because uh, the infamous scientist did it first, um, and then it was on two different. I can't remember whether it was two different versions, but it's on two separate Showbiz Giants releases. Um, and then on, you know that that no strange no means no album that is basically no means no sausage. It's just all the the, the odds and sods. Um, so it is a Victoria in joke. Um, that's for sure. And uh, in a typical Victoria fashion, um, the more you try to learn about it, the more lies you will receive. <laughs> so it's kind of diminishing returns because you, you probe into it and you just get, you know, I, I've even muddied the waters about this one on my own. Um, and it's it's known that when you ask Andy, he basically says something like, it's just a guy I know. So I asked Andy, <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm not asking about the story. I don't really want to know. And I don't think that you're going to tell me anyway. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to understand how it came up, where it came up, why it came up. And uh, he said a, a few things which were um, cryptic. Um, I do think Baldwin was a person, um, but I liked something that somebody said about it, that it really just needs that, to borrow that little, um, from from any sort of folklore song uh traditional arrangement <laughs> like you know trad r it, it needs that after it in a, in any um in in some discussion it, it seems that uh you know victoria bands would just kind of do it oh let's do baldwin must die at the end of our set so i heard it pink steel did it red tide apparently did it uh and that Red Tide doing it kind of uh, resonated with me a little bit because, of course, uh, Ken Ken Jensen, um, who was in a member of DOA, and he was actually the first Kenny Hansen. wasn't their first drummer, but he was the first Kenny Hansen, the first drummer of the, uh, the Hansen Brothers once they started, once John started singing. Mm. Uh, and uh, mm. Ken uh, tragically passed away in 1995 uh, in a house fire. Uh, mm. So. It, uh, I don't know, it's, I guess, Baldwin Must Die, it's got so much um, history uh, that I don't know and will never know. Uh, it means different things to different people. Um, one thing that uh, Andy did say is that it, uh, it was written by him and, and Kev Lee from the Infamous, Infamous Scientist, and he considered it like their, first, their only hardcore song. And the way it's played was, um, the, the way that they amplified it and everything like that was on 
uh, Rob's advice. So I almost see it like as a seed of No Means No. I think No Means wow. No existed in some form at the time, but uh, the the With Andy version. Um, wow. It, this it may have grown a little bit from that, Come but on, uh, you know. And the, the funny thing is that uh, there's going to be people from Victoria listening to this, and they're all going to be, "Oh, this guy's full of shit." <laughs> <laughs> and they but might be right. But... He, he wasn't. He wasn't there. But you know, I was there. <laughs> you were there, and everybody else was there. And yeah. uh, Baldwin is all things to all people, and he must. Yeah. Die. And he must die. Oh wow! Uh, fuck, that's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. All right. Well. I guess we got to vote, folks. I, I have no idea where this is going. So, Michelle, where, where oh, are you at with this? Hands down, mofos. Baldwing. Yes. Eat it, Jordan. All right. I'm going to, we're going to have our first it. split then, and Matthew's going to be a tiebreaker because for me, it's like it's oh, absolutely on, no way could it be Baldwing. No, it's got to be disappear. We got a heart. You got a tiebreaker, Matthew. This is nice. Oh. The way to end our first episode, the, the suspense. You know, I, I think. I think because it's difficult to weigh Baldwang because it's, it is a song in its own right, but the no means no version kind of more isn't. So it's more what it means than what it is that, um, why I think I got to give it to, to Baldwang too, Woo! But just, just barely. Um, and but Baldwin must die. God damn it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not the song. Well, in this case, I think Baldwin lives. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 episode oh. title. We found the episode yeah. title. We found the episode title. Shit. Well, all right. That's the majority wins, the everybody. Words. Jordan. Oh, yeah. something that <laughs> came up that was uh, kind of interesting as I was like rummaging around just to see. I, I did go back. I tried to listen to all the different versions of Baldwin Messiah, and I discovered um, that it is actually, and the release it is on, is actually in the British Columbia archives. Oh, shit. That's amazing. <laughs> And that right, well, didn't find version. any. I want to hear these other ones, man. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, fuck. All right. So we've got My Politics and Baldwing Must Die going through to the second seed, uh, which who knows when we'll ever get to comparing our second seed songs. But there they are sitting out there in the ether. And uh, we'll find another four songs to pit against each other next week. Uh, yeah, that was a weird quartet of songs. I'm, I'm, Nervous about what's going to come up next, but sort of excited to see. Um, any last words, folks? I'm nervous about the shit I'm going to catch for, talk, for oh, talking. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to get? You got any social media, Twitter handles you can let out there just to uh, let people fucking unload on you? I get no one knows your last name, so no one will know. Uh, well, I know say. people know who I am, but um, I know. we're going to know who we are now. That's exactly. fascinating, though. That's a, that's a cool story. How can you know? It's a really cool that? story. It's a really cool story. How can you that's, know that's for that? It's history, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty fucking great. All right. Well, we've taken up 40 minutes of our listeners' precious time. We got through four songs. We'll be back, who the fuck knows when, to, to tackle four more. And until then, just really fucking make sure you do not listen to what played so. All right. Goodbye, everybody.